The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Yeah, bring me champagne when I'm thirsty. Bring me ripple when I want to get high. Morning. You found oh. financial food for thought. Carrie, why are you looking at me with those strange eyes? Yeah. This is one of your favorite songs, isn't it? No. Do you know who's singing this game? No, I have no clue. Do you know why I'm playing this song? I, I'm not sure either. All right. This is financial. I'm trying to listen to hear what he's trying to say. <laughs> he wants champagne when he's thirsty and reefer when he wants to get high, Carrie. Oh, that's lovely. So welcome, everyone. You found financial food for thought. I've got Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell here, and this is our annual 420 show. Oh, that's lovely, Mark. Well, I haven't done the 420 show in, yeah. in a number of years. Yikes, that just makes me uncomfortable. Um, and, you know, because, you know, we had the 420 this week. Actually, we're taping this show on Friday morning. Right. The 23rd. But a lot of news, a lot of political news, a lot came out on 420. Now, is it a coincidence that the Democrats announced some things on 420? Um, because, and the reason why I wanted to do uh, which uh, a 420 show, which, you know, Kara, I've always said that's our real true new green economy. Right. A lot of money involved. Um is the idea that, uh, you know, because this is the first now under the Democratic win, right, in, in the White House and the Senate and, and you know, so under the, the new Democrat, because the Republicans aren't were ever too big on marijuana legalization, right? The Democrats are. Um, and so I'm going to call this show, Carrie, Up in Smoke. So let's mm. get started. With our Senate of marijuana to take it off the federal list that makes it as serious a drug as heroin or cocaine. Is that ridiculous? And for decades, young men who were arrested with a small amount of marijuana in their pockets served long prison terms, and then they had a felony record and could never make themselves right. This was long overdue. And then what we learned is when states decriminalized or legalized all the horrible stories that people said crime rates would go up people's drug use would go up never materialized one of the first states it happened in correct was yours, Ron, correct right? and isn't yeah. that what happened ab- ab- absolutely and look so this is widen now the senator from colorado which was the first state to right. legalize right. recreation is it is long past time to address the harms of the failed war on drugs And my state was one of the first, and people went to the polls, and they said this marijuana prohibition, folks, just doesn't work. And certainly communities of color have been devastated by these failed policies. And I also want to highlight a point the three of us have talked about, and that is so many small cannabis businesses have been hurt by this. And in effect, they said, you know, our people voted to legalize, and then all of these out-of-date federal policies came along after the people of Oregon, for example, voted to legalize it and got in the way of our small businesses. And now the American people realize this, that the, the uh, making marijuana such a serious, serious offense instead of taking it off the list and decriminalizing it. So so there you go, Carrie. So, you know, the, 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 so he, he comes out with this 
initiative on 420 um, that's saying he wants to have a federal uh, decriminalization in place by next year's 420. Now, the only thing I don't agree with that somebody should get a long prison sentence he talked about for a small amount, but, you know, I think your crime should, or your punishment should fit the crime. However, I think we have more pressing issues going on. You think? I mean, this is kind of ridiculous. Like, well, you know, so... We have major things going on in this country on all fronts, and not only, I mean, and this is what you want to address? Right. So we have, you know... I think our politicians are smoking too much, maybe. <laughs> Well, you know, the fifty-one, the 51st state carry has, yeah. it has legalized it. Um, that also came out this week, right? That, uh, oh, good Lord. Washington, D.C. is going to be the 51st state. But, you know, so 36, 36 states have medical marijuana. I mean, um, obviously the majority. And, you know, as far as the recreational, it's up to 16. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a pretty good, you know... <laughs> Uh, you know, there, there is a lot of, there's a lot of states there. Um, and Virginia is going to be next, you know, they, they just voted in and I don't think the recreational use is, is, uh, goes into effect until 2024, but it may be accelerated. And so you have, um, so you have the Democrats and, and Schumer coming out and, and, you know, again, saying that, uh, you know, they want to have this federal, legalization, you know, put in place. And 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 remember they were talking about that, you know, how that is what's somewhat handcuffing the industries, the small, you know, the the industries that actually deal with the weed um because they're running into banking issues and federal legalization issues, right? And there's a lot of issues still have to be resolved. I mean, the whole idea of what are employers going to do? You know, if you are working in a state that has recreational marijuana, do they have the right to absolutely, you know, test you? And, and well, same thing if you have, if employers have the right, you think about some of the hospitals in Cleveland won't hire people that are tobacco users. So it would be the same, I would think, you know. Okay. Then we have the whole issue, which I don't even want to get into today. Um, you know, about, remember the hemp, you know, remember Ohio a couple of years ago, we're going, is hemp legalized or not, you know, or, or, or you know, or the CBD oil, right? You know, because the CBD oil, you know, well, it doesn't have any THC in it, supposedly, right? Um, so let's legalize that. And, and now that's a whole snake oil industry, right? And it, it, it cures everything, right? And, and now, um, and, you know, so it's going to continue and continue. Um, but what, so what are the Democrats, what are they proposing? Um, and again, they're not going to have many Republicans voting along with them on this. Right. Um, but you know, uh, you know, a lot of people don't see the bill reaching a Senate vote either as, you know, um, you know, and, 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 and from that, um, but Schumer keeps saying, once it's introduced, I will bring it to the Senate floor. Um, you know, and, and is there a compromise out there? You know, with the considerable limitations of a two-year congressional term, President Biden's apparent lukewarm support, and the threat of a Republican filibuster, we're starting to see a compromise scenario. Okay, so what would a limited bill or a compromise bill include? Well, it would include federal-level decriminalization, which allegedly acceptable to, you know, President Biden. Uh, cannabis rescheduling from a class one status under the Controlled Substance Act. Um, banking reform. That's what's, you know, handcuffing. Well, I think it's handcuffing the big, like the big tobacco companies, right, that are going to get involved. Um, and then uh, enabling states to decide about their program. So, so um, it, you know, again, it would still maybe the compromises still let it up to the states. That's the kind of thing what the Republicans have been kind of doing, saying it's not really a federal issue. Let the states deal with it. Um, you know, and, you know, kind of go from there. But to Carrie, what confuses me is um, what I need someone, you know, is it President Biden or, you know, Chuck President Schumer? President Kamala? <laughs> to explain to me is, you know, is the Democratic uh, policy on green uh, weeds up in smoke? Because the same day, 420, that we got this from Schumer, President Biden or the White House leaked out the fact that they're going after big tobacco. Okay. And so um, I'm confused. 
Okay, um, and what they want to do, you know, they leaked out that um, they want to require nicotine cutbacks, right? Right. Um, and there's already been some stuff against the e-cigarettes, right? Right. Okay, and they're already taxing cigarettes to death, right? Right. Okay, um, but now they're saying they want to, you know, um, they want to kind of get rid of or, or lower the nicotine, you know, and, and the idea was that the, the federal government saying they would re, would require reducing nicotine levels of cigarettes, obviously sold in the U.S., to the point at which the products are no longer addictive. Okay. Um, and, for, for example, they want to ban menthol cigarettes, you know, which is, again, same kind of policy where they want right. to d- get rid of the bubblegum-flavored e-cigarettes, right? You know, right. in other words, because it, it attracts yeah. the younger user, right? right? Um, and then they get hooked on the nicotine, right? Um, so, you know, so so on the same day, they come out and they say they want to decriminalize marijuana, but also make it tougher on... So what's going on there? That That just proves how crazy our government is and why people need to be proactive and, you know, take ac- control of things they can do and... Be proactive when it comes to you, your financial life, because well, I, I don't know what they're going to do. They make no sense to me. Now, I'm thinking that um, you're going to have um, I think it may. So my question is, do the, are the Democrats really concerned about public health or are they more concerned with how much money they can Oh, come on, Mark. You know the answer to that. industry. It's all revenue-driven. Um, all their decisions. Do you think any of their decisions are made on public health well, I don't or, know if, or concerns of the go- well, American people? Well, it all comes if, down if, to dollars. If you come up with the acronyms, I can't make this stuff up. You know what the acronym is for this uh, federal decriminalization? What? The SAFE Act. <laughs> okay. The Secure and Fair in, uh, Enforcement Banking Act. Mm-hmm. And how many tax dollars went into the coming up with that? Oh. You know, um, so, you know, but again, Carrie, you know, so because if they were really concerned with nicotine levels in cigarettes, you think maybe they'd be concerned about the THC levels in marijuana? You would think. I mean, but... th- this isn't your, you know, daddy's, you know, Woodstock weed, Carrie. Right. I well, mean, that's why when you read studies, they talk about it being much stronger than it was oh, in the yeah. 60s and 70s. And well, we really haven't studied the long term effects. Of... Let's not even go back to 1969, Carrie. Let's go back to 1995. So the average TSC level in around 1995 was about 4%. Okay. Okay. Um, then in and then let's go about 2014. The you know when it's still illegal, the seizures, the government tested it, and they said eh, by that point the testing of the seized marijuana was about 12 percent THC. Right okay. in '95. No, in, no, in '95 oh. it was four. Right now in 2014. Oh right, but I'm was, saying I'm going. Okay, okay I'm to just 12%. showing you the increase. Right. So in 2014 it was up to 12. Right. Triple from you know four. Right. Okay. Um, then when Colorado, you know, you heard Wyden talking about right. his state when they legalized it. Okay. Now they were manu- now that the smart people are manufacturing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and the, the real farmers are growing it. Right. Right. Okay. All of a sudden it went up to about 69%. You don't think that that may cause some problems now with 15 states and the 51st state who have legalized recreational. Right. What do you think some of the states are testing now, Carrie? 70, 80. 90% THC. Do you think that that's great for public health? I mean, it gives new meaning to the term high of a kite, Carrie, right? Right. Um, so, you know, I don't know. And, 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 but is it just pandering to the younger voting generation saying, okay, we're going to, you know, besides. Let you have your weed and uh, it doesn't matter. Well, besides eliminating your, your student loan debt. Well, not that, that it kills brain cells because, you know, we can't, you know, with all the crazy. I'm sorry. You but, know, we but, can, people can afford to lose brain cells in this country. I don't think so. Uh, but, Carrie, that's not even fair, right? Because I, I, I really can't even um, isolate the younger voting class, right? Because, you know, studies, experts who study this stuff say that um, actually um, the number of people over age 65 using marijuana is increasing faster than any other age group in America. Mm. You know, it's like the baby boomer relief factor. Right. 
All right. Um, and so, you know, mm. um, I mean, I was ready for the, you know, the, the three guys there, you know, Biden, Booker and, um, you know, Schumer to start quoting, you know, the uh, biblical passages that the 420 proponents. You've heard oh. those, Carrie, right? No, I no? don't pay attention to that. Oh, okay. No, this just, you know, I try to watch like I skim the headlines, Mark, but I try to. D- all right. Avoid things that cause me undue stress because okay. there certainly is plenty. All right. So, um, all right. So you, you start with the book of Genesis, right? Okay. So Genesis one twelve: the earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Right. Okay. Um, let's go on to Genesis one twenty nine. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit, and you shall have them for food. Okay. Um, you think God's marijuana is a little bit different than today's like little genetically modified? Okay, let's go on right. to Genesis 9.3. Which I agree, but I don't think that's the same as the genetically modified Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. As I give you the green plants, I give you everything. I think he meant like lettuce, broccoli. No, Carrie. He was talking about <laughs> cannabis, Carrie. Oh, my God, Mark. All right. Um, I'm going to last. Oh, I'll just give you one more, Carrie. All right. The, then I, I'm just. Oh, we'll leave Jen. Let's go to Proverbs, you know, 15, uh, 17. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fattened ox and hatred with it. Oh, my God. All right. So, um, but, you know, for those of you who, um, you know, don't know what the 420 is, right, Gary? So, and then we'll move on. Um, I was going to say, let's get to the financial stuff, Mark. <laughs> you don't want me to tell everyone what the 420 is? Uh, or... Yeah, you can. I'm okay. just... All right, you get ready with the financial stuff, Carrie, because um, I want you to start with what are the best cannabis stocks for the people out there who are looking to buy? No. Okay. Um, so what is the 420 reference? Okay, it's not really, it's now April 20th, but that wasn't the original. It was for 420 p.m. in the afternoon. In 1971, five high school students in San Rafael, uh, San Rafael California, used the term 420 in connection with a plan to search for an abandoned cannabis crop based on a treasure map made by the grower. They called themselves the Waldos because their typical hangout spot was the wall outside the school. Okay, and then so at, at they would meet after school at 420, and then they would take this treasure map and go out and look for the lost cannabis uh, crop. You know, they never found it, by the way, Carrie, right? Um, but they didn't, they, they, so they gave up looking for it and they just started smoking the marijuana at 420 at the wall, okay, or out <laughs> in the woods. Um, and so from there, that was the original. So that's where the 420 oh, comes from. Um, and so, yeah, so Carrie, but all right, financial, I'll give you financial, Carrie. So we can talk about what cannabis stocks are out there. We can talk about, you know, but what else is up in smoke? Calling this show up in smoke. Is the J&J vaccine up in smoke, Carrie? I think so for now. Okay. Um, how about the Falcon 9? That's some news this week. Do you see that thing go up in smoke in a no. good way? No. You know, yeah. So, you know, Elon Musk, you know, who, you know, is a big 420 oh, yeah. proponent, right? Um, his Falcon 9, this is the second mission. They call it the Crew 2. This is the reused rocket in the, in the space capsule. It went up in a good way, you know, um, getting those people up to the uh, space center. By the way, I, I want the Russians will still be up there when they get up there. Mm. Remember, they were threatening to... to abandon the space uh center and and build their own okay um you know um how about the you know people are wondering about the u.s housing you know how high is that is that a bubble is that about ready to go up in smoke um i don't know but it's sure a seller's market uh, for people how about the democratic progressive tax agenda is that going to go through? I, or is that going to go up I in smoke? I hope that goes up in smoke okay uh, how about the 60 40 investment allocation mm. is that strategy gone up in smoke I don't think so. Okay. Um, so these are maybe some of the things that we'll get to today. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We are here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. between 9 and 10, and we're a financial educational talk program here to give you helpful information or financial news that may impact your financial life and talk to people about choices and how to think about maybe their financial life in a different way because being proactive usually gives you more net spendable dollars or avoids future tax traps, you know, and it's about what steps you can take today to create that future tax efficient income, as well as addressing financial concerns that you have. And many people are worried about 
future tax increases, inflation, market volatility, things like what if premature death of a spouse, a long-term care stay, um, those kinds of issues that we talk to people about. We're sponsored by the estate planning team, and the estate planning team is a fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm, a very affordable planning firm that offers both hourly and comprehensive planning. We also offer a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation. If you're someone who wants to find out if our process is appropriate and how we may be able to benefit you um, for the free consultation, you can either come in or we can do those by phone or in person, show you an example of cases and just talk about questions or many people choose to fill out information ahead of time and send it back and we can actually talk about your issues and things that you're concerned about and do just a preliminary analysis because we are known for that objective, unbiased analysis. We're not investment advisors. What we build these plans and do these financial modeling so people can see opportunities, get clarity of what they can spend, when they can retire, or if they're in retirement, can they afford to do these things? Because it's a lot hard to do those farther out in the future with different inflation rate. And we can model and manipulate different variables and things that you're concerned about. So you can see maybe all the worries that you're having, how does that affect your long-term plan and therefore how to adjust. And at least in 2020, there's many people that have opportunities with the complicated tax code. Um, We don't know if tax rates are going to go up in the future, but 2021 probably won't be impacted. So you want to take advantage of every available strategy and opportunity you can. And that's part of what we do for our clients. And we've been doing that more than 35 years in the greater Cleveland area. We are accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. So if you want to take advantage of a free consultation, just give us a call, leave a message. We will call you back on Monday. Or if you send an email, you will get a reply. You can do that through the website. Call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right, you got Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. So, so Carrie, um, pot is a big issue financially. You know, it, it is, you know, the new green economy. Yeah, it's not in my world, probably why I don't pay attention. Um, like, I'm printing off things for my kids before they went to college on why you don't want to right. go down that road. But now, again, as you mentioned, we don't manage. I'm not here to tell you what stocks and bonds. That's not what we do at the estate planning team. But, um, you know, there is, you know, people are looking and they're saying, well, you know, should I be investing in the new green economy? And I'm not talking about, you know, Sandy's green economy. I'm talking about the cannabis economy. And so, you know, you saw all the list of the best pot stocks come out this week. Uh, you know, the, all the financial magazines, you know, roll them out in, in the week of 420 every year. Um, so you can kind of go back and if you're looking for a historical view of them, just go back to every April issue over the last five years and you'll see all the you'll get a good synopsis of what, uh, you know, what pot stocks did well or didn't do well or what they were recommending would do well. And then you could test backwards, you know, and see. But some of the names, you know, Canopy Grow is a very popular one. Right. Um, Aurora Cannabis, Hexo, um, Organogram Holdings, uh, Green Thumb Industries, uh, Corona. Or not Cronus, Corona, no, Cronus Group, um, Curleaf Holding, you know. Now, sometimes, Carrie, people think those are too risk to get into, you know, not so much into the in the companies that actually grow the weed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but more so in the, um, uh, you know, the branched out industry around it, right? You know, it's, it's that old adage, you know, the people that made money in the gold rush wasn't the prospectors, Gary. Right. right. It was the ones that sold what the prospectors needed when they got out the California. Right, the shovels. The, the picks. Yeah. Blue jeans or what do you think Levi's yeah. came from? Right. So the it's tools. the same. So it's the same thing. You know, people today, investors today are saying, oh, I might not invest in the actually company that in, you know, grows the weed, but maybe I'll invest in the company that grows the uh, hydroponic garden centers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's grow generation, for example. Or how about um, how about you you want you just want to invest in the real estate around the green industry, right? Um, that would be like innovative industrial properties. You know, they invest in greenhouses and industrial facilities all around the country, right? Um, or you may say, maybe I'm just going to stick with big tobacco because, you know, they've got deep pockets like an Altria. Right. Um, you know, you know, Altria is getting now they've had some problems with right. the 
e-cigarettes, right? Remember, they've had a big position in uh, Juul Labs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they own, um, but but also, you know, I mentioned Chronos uh, 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 Group is, you know, Altria owns about forty three percent of them, you know, so it, it kind of goes from there. So, you know, there's, or, you know, like Constellation Brands, right? You know, they own a 10% share in Canopy Growth. So you see the synergy going on between the beverage, you know, the adult beverage, you know, companies and the, you know, green industry, right? Mm-hmm. You, and then also the, you know, the, the hardware that goes into the industry or the real estate that goes into the industry. So all these are kind of, you know, you can, you know, if you want to take a position in this, what I'm calling the real new green economy, then, you know, you may be looking at to get a basket full of those types of things. But again, we don't make stock recommendations here. <laughs> That's up to you and your investment advisor. Um, all right, Carrie, what else? Um, let's play the earnings game. Okay. The, um, and I said, you know, this year it, it's going to be uh, keep your eye on the company's earnings, right? Because... It's not unusual that after a recession, and, and, and believe it or not, Carrie, we did have a recession last year. A lot of people have forgotten about that, right? Right. Or weren't even aware of it, Mark. I don't think that, I don't think some people forgot. I think people weren't aware. Or they weren't, it didn't hurt them at all financially. So you, right. And now it certainly did hurt a lot of people financially. Mm-hmm. And if the if and if our country, you know, our government didn't print, you know, six trillion dollars of money, it, we all might have been hurting a little right. more, right? Somebody's got to pay for that someday, or maybe not. No, they don't care. Um, you know, but but so in in either case, yeah. So it's not unusual in the years following a recession that you have a lot of volatility in the stock market. Okay. And I'm not so sure this year is going to be not an exciting. I mean, it could be the same thing. We've had, you know, we've had some volatility already. Some people, you know, looking at the roller coaster, you know, it's up one day, it's down the, you know, you know, like you saw that the tobacco companies stocks all drop when Biden came out with his, uh, you know, saying that he wanted to, you know, do this nicotine cutback. And, and the funny thing is, that's not law, but it amazes me how many people make stock decisions based on just what the president says. Remember, the president, is, in terms of changing major tax laws, doesn't have a lot of power on his own. Right. Okay. I mean, he can't change tax laws on his own. He needs Congress. So, you know, when, yeah, it just, it just drives me crazy when people make movements when the president says something and then they're making stock decisions or investment decisions thinking that what he says is going to be law tomorrow. It, it, it doesn't work that way. All right, whatever. Um, don't get me started on that. All right. So, but my, and the idea of the after recession, you may have volatility. But, but the question is, does that really mean the market is going to be lower at the end of the year? Then higher, right? And a lot of people tend, when we have volatility, Carrie, a lot of people tend to focus more on the down days than they do the up days. True. Okay. Um, and, and, and I hate also to, I, and can I just, I'm, I'm just going to complain about everything, Carrie, right? Okay. C- can, can the financial industry, I mean, seriously, can we get rid of quoting point movements an intraday when they're telling how the stock market's doing. Does that, does anybody, does that mean anything to anybody? You know, when they tell you, oh, the Dow's down 200 points or the, you know, the NASDAQ's up 40 points. Does that meaningful to anyone? You're saying percentages. More. Just tell us the percentages. Right. So we don't have to calculate it. Because how many people know how to calculate what the percentage is? And, and why does the whole industry continue to do that? Just give us the percentages. Just tell us, is my percentage, am I up or down percentage-wise, how much? Because if it's 1% or low, okay, it's a normal day. If it's 2% or more, uh-oh, I'm, I'm worried. If it's a parabolic, 4% or more, I, you know, just tell us, I mean, please, just, can you, everybody just quote percentages? And, you know, and because that's how... Most people think about their investments. Mm-hmm. They want to know percentage-wise, how am I doing year to date? Right. Am I up 2%? Am I down 4 
Okay, how did I do last year? Was I double-digit percentage growth like we had last year, or was that my 5% what I'm shooting for? You know, I mean, just can the whole – end? okay, what was I talking about, Carrie, before I got – Earnings. Out? Earnings. All right. So the one thing, though, that we've seen um, in, in volatile periods following major recessions is the fact that if the earnings, if corporate earnings hold in there during that year of recovery – Chances are the market will do just fine. Okay. Um, and again, not that, you know, past performance guarantees anything in the future, Gary, right. right? But just for an example, like in 2008, you know, when the market was down, you know, 38% year to year. Um, in 2009, it came back, you know, S&P was up 23%. And then 2010, the S&P was up 12%. Okay, Um, so, you know, it's that type of, you know, thing. And and we saw, you know, in the Rona recession, right, you know, the S&P was down, what, 35, whatever percent in March. And but by the end of the year, you know, the S&P closed being 16 percent up. Um, So, you know, it's so earnings. All right. So that's why we look at earnings. So, Carrie, this is the game where um, I, I. Name a company who announced earnings this week, and you tell me whether you think they uh, beat, met, or missed their earnings report, right? Uh, so let's do Netflix. Okay. Uh, mm. You a Netflix user, Carrie? No, I'm not. And your kids do use Netflix? I don't think so, but okay. I don't know uh. about the ones that aren't home. So did they, you know, beat, you know, did they meet, or did they miss? Oh, and we do too. So earnings per share, Carrie, what do you think? Oh, I have no idea. They beat. Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't know because I would think weather's getting good. Maybe people are watching less. Well, this is first quarter. Okay. So we're going a little historic. Yeah. You know, this is January, February, March. Okay. I'm looking out and uh, seeing the sun. Um, all right. So, yeah. So uh, earnings came in at $3.75 and the street was expecting $2.97. Okay. Okay. Um, how about revenue? Okay. Beat there. Oh, this may be a meet. This is where we got a little discussion okay. last week, Gary. So revenue came in at seven point one six billion. Okay. And the street was looking for seven point one three billion. That's a beat. I don't know if that's a beat. I don't know how. Gary. If it's a dollar over in my book, they you beat the criteria. Certainly it's a dollar over on EPS, Carrie. But when you're talking about billion dollars of revenue. Still beat is beat. I'm gonna I'm giving it a meat, Carrie. I don't uh. know. Um all right. Um now, um, but the real problem with Netflix was they said there was a big slowdown in subscriber numbers, mm. um, you, you know, and, and they, uh, you know, they're not going to, you know, they, they're not going to have those, you know, new, because everyone thinks that Netflix is a new subscriber business. Right. right. That, that you have to continue to get more and more subscribers. Right. We did it one time, but to, then dropped it. To show the, the right. revenue growth. Right. And. Um, so, you know, their shares fell 11%, even on the beating huh. you, you know, now the, um, and Netflix kind of said, well, um, you know, they kind of said, um, they blamed the COVID Carrie. Imagine that. Oh yeah. They blamed the Rona. On but see, the- in theory, if everybody's home more, can't do anything else, wouldn't COVID in theory, Netflix membership go up? If no, if everything's closed, you can't go to restaurants, you can't go to movies, you can't go out in the world. I don't know about new subscribers, Carrie. Okay. In other words, I don't know if a lot of people. If if, if you were if you weren't paying for Netflix before while you had a job, right, and now you're unemployed because of the COVID. Oh, you're saying from the I'm thinking of know. people not having anything else to do that maybe that as a but new they subscriber, might have already had it. Oh, now you're true. talking about the people that you know, but the other reason they said was that the, what what Netflix said is the lack of new content. Okay, they had right no, because there's no everything studios shut down, no new. There's no there, okay yeah, that okay. could be all right. Um, how about okay? How about um, Kimberly Clark? You know, book, a big staple. You know, might maker. Oh yeah, they okay. ma- they make the they make the the uh, the drugstore items, Carrie. Okay, okay, um, you know, big big name. Um, how do you think they did? Mm, drugstore items, I would say they. You know, uh, toilet paper, mm-hmm. uh, beat, feminine projects. Beat. Really? When you uh, said toilet paper, like, do you know when the pin? Like, still, there's times that they're short when I go, like. 
All right. So uh, EPS came in at a dollar seventy two, and Street was looking for a dollar ninety three. Ooh. Uh, revenues came in at four point seven four billion, uh, and Street was looking for four point nine seven billion. See, you said toilet paper. I was like, dang. Um, stock fell about six point two percent, and pre market news. Okay. Okay. Um, and and basically, Kimberly Clark also said that um, they're going to have to raise prices. Okay. Um, you know, they have to get, okay. So there's, there was one that missed. How about, you know, let's give a more, a problem, more bigger name you're more familiar with in this country, Carrie, Procter and Gamble. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you think Procter and Gamble did? I think they beat. Okay. So yeah. So earnings came in at a dollar 26, beating expectations of a dollar 19. Okay. And revenue came in at $18.1 billion, uh, beating $17.9 billion. See, that's a beat, Carrie. Okay. That's a billion dollars above, you know, uh, that's a beat. Right? Um, but also, PJ, P&G has started implementing price hikes across its baby care, feminine care, and adult Why? and part. Because um, <laughs> if they... Because it's inflation, Carrie. Oh, so we're just going to raise it even though... Because you know it's it, it's what the inflation that's this that's the inflation people are worried about. Um, you know you know price increases will vary by brand, but it'll be in the range of mid to high single digits. Consumers can expect the price increases to go in effect in September. Well, I thought toilet paper even last year went up, Mark. Um, no, I guess <laughs> what they're saying right now is that. See what happened with the Rona? It 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 screwed up everybody's inventory control. Right. So, so right. So now they're saying they ran out. That was a problem. Right. So now they've overstocked, but we had the vaccine, so no one's sick anymore. So they've got huge inventory, and no one's buying anymore because we don't have to hoard, hoard toilet paper anymore. Right. Well, although I've seen. Okay. Um, how about one more, Carrie? Coca Cola. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, so everybody's favorite company these days, right? Not. I was well, fifty percent of the country loves Coca Cola. Other fifty percent hates them. I, I just think they're a little ridiculous. CEO Woke-a-cola James Quincy. Is perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, I have to tip my hat. I just hat think to, they're so uh, ridiculous. Um, I would say they. This is from January to March. I would say they missed. No, they no, 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 no. They beat Carrie. Okay, uh, with all the all the blowback mm-hmm. on Coca Cola, they yeah. still, you know, uh, what do shareholders care about, Carrie? Do they care about the Revenue. social concerns, or do they no, care about the knew, earnings per like, share? Yeah. Okay, so earnings per share came in at fifty five cents uh, versus fifty cents um, that the street was looking for, and revenues came in at nine point oh two billion. Versus eight point six billion. Mm, I may give you a meat on that. Carrie. Okay. You know, um, you know, nine. You know, you know that, that's a few hundred million. Okay, um, that may be a meat. All right. Um, Coca Cola said quarterly demand was unchanged from a year earlier, as North America and Western Europe take longer to recover. Um, CEO James Quincy, that you know, a lot of people are upset about with his, you know, woke. Uh, a little internal. bit. Um, he, what was his comment? He said, we are encouraged by improvements in our business, especially in markets where vaccine availability is increasing and economies are opening up. And we remain confident in our full year guidance. Okay. So, um, all right. So there's a little of, um, of what's happening. So, and, and, and through the, the earnings period so far, Carrie, and, you know, it changes every day because more companies come out. But I think the last number I heard was that, about 85% of the um, companies reporting are beating. Well, that's pretty good. But regardless of that, if you're still worried about the market, inflation, which Mark, you gave a couple examples there, you know, or how do I create the income I need for spending? Do I want to look at um, underutilized assets? Am I working or am I retired? The estate planning team may be able to help you. We've been around more than 35 years. You can give us a call for a free consultation by phone or or we're happy to meet in person as well um, for that free consultation. And you can call us at 440-239-2090. Remember, we're not investment advisors. We do look at our clients' assets in terms of risk, growth, and tax efficiency to give that objective, unbiased approach. And in many cases, our clients already do the investing on their own. 
um, what we do is very different or they work with an existing investment advisor, which we coordinate and make sure that what's going on in the plan and adjustments that we have these group conversations with those other advisors. And again, call the estate planning team. Take advantage of a free consultation at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right, listen to Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell, and we've been helping Cleveland families build those custom financial plans for over 35 years. And over those 35 years, Carrie, we certainly have heard a lot of presidential candidates and you know presidents in office come out with what their wish list is in terms of uh, economic policy or tax policy, right? And we keep telling people over on this radio program and our clients coming in and our current clients that we don't really listen to what the president says because, quite frankly, it doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm in that camp. Um, It's really, you know, it's really Congress who sets the rules when it comes to tax policy, you know, uh, per strings. And now the president can may be able to do some things through executive order, but it's not going to be the major long term changes, you know, meaning a, a tax change that goes beyond 10 years, for example, um, or something that's major, you know, uh, budget, you know, changing. So, you know, it's, it, you know, so, you know, is the, you know, is so is is the Democratic progressive tax agenda going to go up in smoke is this all just you know uh wish list and is any of this going to be passed and more importantly bringing it back carrie to what you keep saying is how does it affect you at home should you be changing your financial plan based on some of these proposed tax law changes now this is where you know the social media it, it drives a lot of people crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or it drives them to make knee-jerk reactions. We mm-hmm. saw it this week, you know, when President Biden, you know, came out and said he wants to raise the capital gains tax. Okay. Right? Um, and we immediately saw a sell-off in the stock market. Now, just really, you're making in, you're making stock selling positions based on the fact that President Biden just came out and said he wants to raise the capital gains tax with no really bill introduced to Congress. Even it wasn't even at that level and not having uh, more than 50 votes in the Senate and a slim majority in the House. Hmm. When you've already got to get the your your infrastructure, you know, two point two five trillion passed. And then, you know, you've got the infrastructure part two, which is scheduled to be another trillion. Um, you know, how many of these budget reconciliations are you going to be able to do, you know, especially if you lose any seats in the 2022 uh, midterm elections? Right Um, now. So but should you be concerned about Joe Biden's, um, you know, new capital gains tax? And I'm saying, well, before you jump off the bridge or make a knee jerk reaction, let's talk about because do you understand that he was only talking about people who make more than a million dollars of income? Okay. So now if you do have more than a million dollars of income and you do have a lot of capital gains, um, now, remember, anything in your tax qualified plans, any of your investments in there, in your IRAs or 401ks or 403bs or Roth IRAs, remember, there's no capital gains tax there anyways. Right. This is for your investments outside of those qualified plans. And this doesn't count annuities either, by the way. Right. You know, these are the investments outside. And, and, and the cash that you're sitting on, that doesn't really pay any capital gains, right? So, so do you have a big capital gain issue? And by the way, do you also have more than a million dollars of income a year? Hmm. Uh, because if you don't, you might not have to make a knee-jerk reaction. Now, also, historically, there's not really been a great correlation between the capital gains tax and the overall uh, healthiness of the stock market. See, a lot of people are worried about that. They're saying, oh, the problem is, Mark, that they're going to raise the capital gains tax and all the stocks are going to drop. Mm, I don't think so. Not a, hot, not a lot of uh, high correlation there, historically. All right. Um, now, 
truly, it is an experiment. And in fact, this country, I don't think Kerry has had a unified income and capital gains tax rate. By that, I mean what Biden is talking about doing is is making the capital gains rate the same as the highest income tax rate. Ooh. Okay, you know, um, which would be, you know, in his, That'd be a hefty. And, when he, and, they, and the Democrats want to raise that back up to 39.6%, right? And then you've got Obama concern tax on top of that. So you can be talking about the top capital gains rate, if the Democrats have their wishes, would be over 40% when you add in, you know, the NIIT, you know, Obama's surcharge. So the question is, all right, but but again, it's been a while. I think it's been 100 years since we, we had that in this country. So it has not been a very popular a bipartisan, uh, you know, agreement to have a top, you know, have a capital gains rate is the same as the top ordinary income tax rate. The whole idea was that pe- to people avoid income tax, they would invest in infrastructure and companies in America right. and get a break on the capital gains tax. It was an incentive for them to invest. So, you know, so now again, but we are only talking about this would affect if if the million dollar threshold of who's subject to this, it would affect about 0.3% of right. U.S. taxpayers. But that's a good example because people don't know if they're going to be impacted or how. That's why at least our clients who have a plan know, hey, if I'm affected, this is, you know, we keep them informed with those financial news of things they should be worried about and things they really shouldn't be. Right. That's the whole point. You don't you don't know what you don't know. And if you don't have a plan, how do you know? Don't be worried about the headlines. Don't ask your neighbor if the if Biden's capital gain tax is going to affect them, meaning mm-hmm. it's going to affect you. Right. You got to sharpen your own elbows. You got to find out what are these, and and that's just the capital gains one. We could talk about the rolling back the federal state tax. We can talk about taking away the step up in basis. We could talk about you know Biden's higher income tax rates. I was talking about for those making over four hundred thousand dollars. You know we can talk now. A lot of people are saying, Mark, yeah, but here's here's the game they're going to play. They're yeah they're going to get that in place, and as soon as it's in place, then they'll ratchet down all those thresholds. Well, then we better keep your eyes and ears open for that. Hmm. Okay. Um, and, and again, and, and so, you know, before you make knee jerk reactions, you know, maybe you first got to say, okay, I'm going to read between the headlines and I want to know, would this, you know, uh, proposed tax law change really affect me or my family? And you might not be worried, have to be worried about it. Mm -hmm. Now, quite frankly, I'm a little appalled at that, you know, I, I see. I secure. I still think most Americans would say if if the government is going to print all this money, okay, they just did the one point nine trillion, right? Right. right? And they, and there was no tax increases with that. Now they're talking about the two point two five trillion infrastructure part one. They better be some tax. Inc- I mean, how they got to start paying for this, right? Now the way that plan's supposed to work is, you know, what Biden's talking about is. So the the first round of infrastructure, that would be paid by the corporate income tax rates. Okay. Okay, those big, bad corporations, right? Now, his part two, which he calls the human infrastructure, right? Mm-hmm. Because everything's infrastructure, right, Kerry? Um, so that, that's that's scheduled to be about another trillion dollars. And he said for that, that's where the individual tax rates would come in. Okay. Like this higher capital gains tax mm-hmm. or the lowering of the federal state tax exemption, you know, Bernie Sanders, right. you know, bill, you know, wanting, wanting to roll back the 11.7 million federal state tax exemption to three and a half million, which is going right. to affect a lot more people or Van Hollen's, you know, step plan where he wants to, you know, get rid of the stub up and basis. But again, see, remember when that came out, that got a lot of people knee-jerk reactions. We got a lot of phone calls about that in the office. And what people didn't, they read the headlines. They about didn't, they're going to get rid of the step-up invasives. They didn't read the detail that said, oh, by the way, there's a million dollars exclusion. And for a married couple, there would be a $2 million exclusion. Mm-hmm. So now, and again, a lot of people don't realize when they're talking about the step-up invasives, remember again, that does not include... Okay, any of your investments or assets inside tax qualified plans, your IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, uh, your Roth IRAs, your annuities, none of that gets a step up in basis anyways. So what they're talking about is your capital appreciating assets. That would be your um, investments outside of those qualified plans, plus any real estate that you may own. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Now, the capital gains, the exclusion, in other words, you have a basis in those things. Right. So when they talk about a million dollar, uh, you know, exemption or two million dollars for couples, that's on the capital gain level. Not, you know, in other words, you know, Carrie, you could have a stock that you bought for seventy five dollars. Right. At the, and at the value at the date of your death is one hundred dollars. It's not the hundred dollars that they're talking about. It's, it's the twenty five dollars. It's right? the gain in it. It's appreciation. It's the unrealized gain. OK, they're not going to tax your basis again. Right. Um, you know, so 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 again, you've, you've got to say now. But here's what, um, you know. But you could be, you know, exposed to those if they mm-hmm. get, get in place, right? So you, for those, for you, if if that if it does going to affect you, yeah, then you got to start thinking about changing your financial plan. And that's the thing because some of these things are proposed. There's a lot of people that don't have to worry about, and the few clients that we have that may have to worry about it and may be impact. We're having those conversations so that we're ready to act when ready. But trying to get people, I mean, oftentimes, which is a reason to come in for a free consultation, people are worried about the wrong thing and don't even know about the problems they should be worried about. Right. They're now, and so, so who is a group that's in the fringe, Carrie? In other words, there's a big group of, um, and, and mostly Americans, that don't have to worry about some of these progressive tax ideas. Then there's the very, very wealthy, you know, mm-hmm. the one percenters that do. Right. But the, you know what they're calling the group in between? What? The Henrys. Henrys? You haven't heard about the Henrys? No. Okay. Um, Is that an acronym? Of course. Okay. Um, it's It stands for the high earners, not rich yet. Okay. Okay. The Henrys. Oh, Okay. So it'd be for those people that may be making it's 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 kind of like we we used to talk about everybody thinks in the, they're in the middle class, right? But the government may not think you're in the middle class. They right. may think you're in the and when they tell you we're not taxing anyone in the middle class, it might not include you, right? Those are the Henrys. Okay. Okay. Um, they're not the one percenters yet, or may never be. May never be. But they're high earners. <laughs> and you know, are they approaching? Biden's four hundred thousand. Is that an inf- offensive name by somebody? <laughs> yeah. You know, somebody's going to be. You got to be careful yeah, now. I know. I didn't make it up, Carrie. I'm just <laughs> reporting the news. Um, That's so, actually kind of clever. Okay, so are you a Henry? Then maybe you do need to adjust your financial plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do you know, know how to adjust? If you don't have a plan, how if, do you yeah. know how to adjust? In other words, if you're part of the fire movement, right? You know, and you know, you may have to. Some of these. Uh, some of these proposed tax law changes could affect you. So, so again, when you are out there, I, again, don't get too excited about what President Biden's saying with tax law. You know, who you want to listen to are the, you know Manchin. Remember, I said you know yeah. Joe Manchin's probably got more power than President Biden in these. How about Richard Neal? You start listening to see what Richard Neal says. He carry he's in the House, right? Mm-hmm. He's the chairman of the House Ways and Means, the main tax guy. Right. So start listening to what Richard Neal says. Okay, you guys. Have- All right. Call for a free consultation at 440-239-2090 or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.